This is Amira Sackett, and you are listening to MVCC POV, Voices from the Valley. So my name is Amira Sackett. Uh, I was born in Chicago. I lived in Minneapolis for a long time. I'm a dancer, a choreographer, a teacher, and also an activist. Um, I started a group in 2011 called We're Muslim, Don't Panic, and that was surrounding my two identities, both being Muslim and being American. I started that um, out of kind of being upset, to be honest with you. I kept seeing how Muslim women were being portrayed in the media um, as kind of oppressed and like, backwards and um, one step behind men and I felt our voices were silenced um, in that presentation and so I was at a shopping mall actually and a lot of Muslim women came sh- came to shop here and uh, a lot of Somali women I was in Minneapolis and I overheard a woman working there and she said I'm sick of seeing all these covered women. And I got really mad. <laughs> One, because she worked there. And I'm like, uh, these are people like your customers. But also, two, because it was just like, why? Why does our presence bother you so much? And what I realized is that there just wasn't enough conversation between these two groups of women in particular. Uh, women of other faiths and Muslim women. And so that's why, as an artist, that's my medium is dance. And I decided, like, what can I do about this topic that I'm very passionate about? And that's, as artists, what we do. We create work that speaks to an issue that we're passionate about. And so I created a piece where I had three dancers um, dressed in full black abaya with the niqab, the face veil, and the hijab. But underneath it, we were wearing uh, white shell toe adidas. And so my idea for the imagery was like to take this image that the West had of Muslim women, the one that like they show to be the most scary, and flip it and make it something really beautiful and powerful. And I wanted us to look like like Muslim superheroes, you know, <laughs> like Muslim girl superheroes. They were like B-girls, like underneath the dress, we were like in a B-girl stance. And so that was kind of the imagery I was working with. And uh, I created that at a show that I was curating, and we performed it. I had a, a video that went with it that explained why Muslim women wear the hijab. And why we cover ourselves modestly, and then did the dance and then did a Q&A. And that's what I've kind of traveled around the country, uh, both in a group with uh, two dancers that used to work with me, Iman and Khadija, and also solo. Um, And it's been all over the country that I've had this ability to reach people and talk to people about my faith and my identity and have really interesting conversations, not only with people of other faiths, but also with other Muslims. So that's been since 2011. Okay. 
And yeah, the goal of it is just to to make a dialogue, you know, because I just realized like, you know, uh, Kanye West, just to quote him, he's like, we kill the ignorance, we kill the enemy, right, in one of his songs. And uh, that resonates with me. Like, I feel like <clears throat> the more that we know about each other and then we talk to each other, the more that we can we can form these uh, communities that are more unified and um, and just protect ourselves from all different kinds of discrimination. And that's where it starts sometimes, is just through art, through sharing culture. Um, that's a, a positive way to deal with a negative situation. I was performing with the girls, my two dancers that were with me, and we were, uh, we were at a middle school. And we stood on stage right before we were gonna dance. And this little girl in the audience shouted out, you are beautiful, before we even danced. And I was like, like, you know, underneath all of the face veil and all that, I'm like giggling, right? Like this cute girl is just shouting out, you are beautiful. So we did a performance, it went really well, the kids liked it. Afterwards, this little girl that screamed that ran up to stage, wrapped her arms around me and hugged me, looked up at me and she goes, are you from Saudi Arabia? And I go, no, I'm not. And she goes, I'm from Saudi Arabia. And you look so beautiful. <laughs> and it was like, this is a, a Muslim girl in middle school, you know. And uh, she saw, like, a representation of a Muslim woman in front of her classmates that, that was cool. That was like, you know, we were like the stars of the show. And I think... Having that to look at for her on stage just was really exciting. And that stuck with me a lot. Like, I think about that little girl, you know, and I think about all of the girls that are out there in school that that might be Muslim and the little boys named Mohammed and Ahmed and the different stresses that they're dealing at. And if I can help kids just, like, you know, bridge a little gap there and just, like, talk to each other and understand each other, even a little bit, I'm successful. So my art has taken me um, around the U.S. Uh, to some exciting places like Honolulu, Hawaii, and some places that are really small like Lincoln, Nebraska, <laughs> and uh, Hartford, Connecticut, and um, Baltimore, and of course Chicago here. Um, and I've traveled to Paris and Brussels and also one of the, the greatest um, opportunities I got was I applied for a program called Next Level, which is an, a hip-hop initiative by University of North Carolina and the U.S. State Department. And I traveled in 2014 to Dhaka, Bangladesh. And Bangladesh is a Muslim-majority country, and it was... The first time I really got to go share my art with um, other Muslim dancers. And it was so cool. Um, and it was such an amazing experience. I was there for about a month. And that was really one of the highlights of my life, was to be there where I felt at home. Um, 
not so much culturally, because it was a different culture, but spiritually. I felt at home with everyone. And, and then sharing the love of hip-hop, it was kind of like the ultimate happiness, you know, culmination. So I think like that point in my life, I'll always look back to that as a place where everything came together, like both as an artist and as a Muslim. Uh, that was just a really special moment. Islam and hip-hop. Well, they actually have been going hand-in-hand hand for a long time. Uh, so if you guys know your hip-hop history, you'll know that Rakim is one of the best MCs Eric ever. <laughs> Eric B. and Rakim. <laughs> and Rakim is Muslim. Um, and in early hip-hop, there's a lot of of Islamic knowledge that was dropped from rappers. And usually it was coming through Nation of Islam, um, you know, which has a strong presence in the African-American community. Um, or it was coming through five percenters and um, different kind of aspects of Islamic thought and philosophy came through rap lyrics. Um, the same as like Nas, right? So Nas started out uh, one of his albums, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. That's like the opening of the Quran. And it means in the name of the beneficent and most merciful, Allah. So uh, hip hop's always had this connection through rap, at least to uh, Islam. And so for me, it's, they actually go hand in hand in a lot of ways. I find a lot of unity between both of them. Hip-hop has brought me a really a family of people from all different backgrounds, um, all different cultures that I love and I call my family. And Islam, my practice as being a Muslim in America specifically, has also brought me a family that's pretty much rivaling United Nations. You know, <laughs> it's like both hip-hop and Islam, like you mean people from all over the place because we're united by you know, one, we're united by our spirituality um, and our religion in Islam. And then with hip-hop, we're united by that culture. And so I really find them to be very similar. And they occupy, you know, this place in my heart. Um, and so for me, it's the most natural connection ever. It makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to everyone when they're looking at me. You know, because they're not expecting, they might look at me and not expect that I could like really dance the way that I dance, right? If I walk in the door. But I love that. I like to be unexpected. I like that people are not sure about that. And then they're like, whoa. <laughs> and I think that um, that's cool. And it happens both in the Muslim community. The, the faces that I see react to the fact that they hear I'm a hip hop dancer and they look at me like, what? And then when I'm out in, out in the general population and people view me as a Muslim when they see me and then realize I'm a hip-hop dancer, and they're like, what? And so I love that um, shocked expression, never gets old. Fun. <laughs> uh, so Rakim, man, you know, you're you a legend to everybody. You've inspired so many people, and it's, it's just crazy to just be here with you and we also got Ali in the house. You yes, know? Sure, yes, sure. So uh, I think we need to just get into some classics, bro. Let's uh, five, 
six, seven, eight. Uh-oh. Okay. I need everybody in a in, in spot to put their hand up like this right here. Rub your money fingers together. We're going to have a little fun in here. You know what I mean? Do it right like this. You know what it is. We get paid in full. So I start my mission, leave my residence Thinking how could I get some dead presidents I need money, I used to be a stick-up kid So I think of all the devious things I did Used to roll up, this is a hole up Nothing funny, stop smiling We still don't nothing move but the money But now I learn to earn cause I'm righteous I feel great, maybe I might just search for a nine to five If I strive, then maybe I stay alive So I walk up the street whistling this Feeling out of place, this man do I miss a pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper Me and every beer and a nice big plate of fish Which is my favorite dish But without the money it's still a wish Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid I dig into the books or the rhymes that I made So now to test, see if I got pulled Hit the studio, some paid in I think that, you know, there are two types of hip-hop. There's commercialized hip-hop, and then there is uh, there's more of the underground aspect of hip-hop. Um, there's a cultural hip-hop, which exists in community centers and underground scenes and battles and stuff like that. And then there's the highly produced music videos for public consumption. And the way that women are presented is to make money in, in the commercialized hip-hop. And uh, I've never been a fan of that, obviously. Um, but within the, the scene that I operate in within hip-hop, um, it's really special to be a woman in that scene because you're, you're breaking a lot of, of barriers and... Uh, and you're challenging yourself, you know, through dance, like if you're doing something like breaking or popping, it requires so much training. It's like being an athlete, like you have to train and you have to work hard. And then you're up against like, most of the time you're battling guys, you know, or you're, you're have to navigate that world. But the thing is, is that when you stick with it, you get respect. And when you have skills, you get respect. And so they become a family for you and uh, the goal always as a female in hip-hop is not to get props just because you're a girl doing something that you don't see a lot of girls doing. You want to get props because you're really good, you know. And luckily I have a really good um, uh, Funk Styles family here in Chicago um, called Robot Mafia. And I'm part of Robot Mafia and I have two, um, you know, a few, like about three 
guys that have been dancing since the 70s that are my mentors. And, um, and they still yell at me about everything, <laughs> you know, like, oh, your waves are whack or whatever. You need to work on this and you need to work on that. And they're great mentors for me. And, um, and it's like a family, you know, they're like big brothers that uh, are like helping me with my style and with, my, with that art form. And so I really, really appreciate that about being in Chicago, especially with such a rich history connected to the culture. And, and to have mentors like that really special to me. Uh, and I can name them as T-Bugs, um, Poppin' Chuck, and Cobra. These are three amazing uh, poppers from Chicago. Five dimensions of hip-hop. B-boying, B-girling, DJing, MCing, graph writing, and that fifth element that holds it all together is the knowledge. FEW Squadron, Phase 2, big up the Sticky Move Dance Crew, Medulla Bloom, the Microphone Misfits, and the Universal Zulu Nation. Chicago hip-hop at its finest, repping those five dimensions, five dimensions, we be repping those five dimensions, keep repping those five dimensions, steady repping those five dimensions, take us out, DJ Mano Wax, DJ Architect. I would dispel the stereotype that Muslims are violent and that our religion teaches violence. It absolutely does not teach violence. Um, when people cherry pick uh, different verses from the Quran to try to argue the fact that it promotes violence, they have no historical context of that verse. They have no knowledge of the original language of the Quran, which is Arabic. And generally, they have a very limited knowledge of Islam in itself. So I'm very tired of people that don't know anything about our religion telling us about our religion. You actually have to study our religion to know it. You actually have to have a grasp on the Arabic language. Um, it, it takes a little bit of time to understand things. So I think that the oversimplified uh, kind of generic view of what Islam is by people that have no idea, I'm over it. So class today was amazing, uh, and the reason it's amazing was the students were just super open, and they took risk doing something that was new, and uh, even if I noticed a little bit of hesitation, they pulled through by the end, and then we ended with this beautiful like cipher where everybody just got down in their own style, and, and it just makes me so happy. I just love bringing out people's spirit through dance. And so each of them really participated, and, uh, and I love that. Like, that's the only way to grow. You have to, you have to take the risk, realize that you might feel like you look stupid, and just go for it, because you end up learning and growing. And so I was just proud of everyone for, like, 
really being brave and, and doing something out of the normal thing. And then we have some dancers that just, they're used to dancing, so they felt really confident, and they helped lead the class as well. So I always love having, like, really good dancers in class. They help me because then they can, they can showcase to their own style so people aren't just looking at Amira's style. There's many different styles that can be represented. So I was happy. This is Amira Sackett, and you've been listening to MMCCCOVV Voices from the Valley. This episode of MVCC POV was produced and edited by AWD PhD with music by Lakey Inspired with Paid in Full performed by Rakim available through permission of NPR Tiny Desk and songwriter permissions through Universal Music Publishing. Thanks to the library for supporting the podcast.